All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. It was American Thanksgiving today, so yep. there was some football going on in, uh-huh. the, in the hours before the show show. So I brought <laughs> even less entertainment news, too. But I will say that I felt like there was stuff going on this week. Like, I felt like I saw headlines. I was like, oh, show show, show show, show show. I do that show, all the show. time. I constantly like, oh, I got to remember to bring that up on the show show, and then I never learn my lesson. I never make a note. Maybe it was just more... Will Smith stuff. Yeah, I know. Will Smith stuff is enduring lately. Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch the show Explained? Yes, it's, it's sure. like the Vox like Explained show, like on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Well, maybe it's on YouTube. It's on Netflix now. Okay. Okay. Maybe Becky was telling me about an episode of that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. That, so recently, The Mind Explained season two came out. I don't know when, but like Julianne Moore is ho- is doing every episode, and so. I've been watching that a little bit. Usually I like bang out a whole season in a night because I'm just like so into this show. And they're like 10 minute episodes. They're like little vignettes. Yeah, they're like, they're like 20 minute episodes. It's usually just like a series of like, there's one on like brainwashing. Are they the animated mo- or is it that thing? No, no, it's kind of I'm just like- of something else entirely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, look at, uh, there, there's elements of animation and stuff though. Mm-hmm. So like it could very well be the same thing. Right. Anyways, started watching that a little bit. Finished Big Mouth. I need to tell you that- the Big Mouth Christmas special is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my in a, life. In a good way? In like a, they pushed it so far to the limit that I like, am all, they, they basically did like a Muppets Christmas special style where it's like the, like two, the two hormone monsters as puppets. Okay. And they're like cutting back and forth. And then there's like a million different short little um, vignettes mm-hmm. kind of through the, there's probably like five different stories. And they're done in different styles. It was it was actually like the most fascinating episode of Big Mouth I've seen. But just in, funny in, in terms of like writing and storytelling, it's like it's structured in a unique way. Yes, but also the most crass, like the absolute crassest. See, I turned thing. thirty, and I I'm just so much more of a prude. This was actually like well on its way to happening years ago, but sure. I I fell off Big Mouth because I was for the same reason I stopped watching Family Guy. Although I guess we all did. I was just mm-hmm. like. Oh, you're just trying to shock me now. Like I don't, I don't feel like this it's, is as warm as it used to be. It is a little bit of that for sure. The, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of warmth. I actually like this season more than other seasons. I felt like they focused on the right characters. But yeah, I'm kind of getting to that point too, where I'm like, are they just gonna? They could keep going on this forever. And I also didn't like. I haven't seen any of this current season, but I didn't like last season because so much of it was Nick and Andrew at odds, and I yes. got really tired of that. You're it right. went on forever. You're right. Yeah, I feel like there was kind of less of that too, but a lot of good, um, a lot of good cast casting this year. You know what cool. I'd like to see as a format for a, a Christmas special is like the really traditional uh, living room set, and there's a storm outside, and different famous people keep coming by right. for visits, and so, they sing a song. So that's essentially what they what they did with the big mouth. Like that's the way it looked. They were in like a log cabin. Okay, but it was um, it was like snowing outside and they were kind of just like cutting back and forth and Maya Rudolph's character was like super drunk and they were doing some kind of like funny puppet stuff. I would love, and I, I could see like a Lady Gaga doing something like that now, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they could do it with like a real cool factor or right. if it would just be kind of a cheap, 
facsimile of like what used to be a really cool theatrical yeah. format. Or was it just always cool for us because we were young and we thought it was very cool and theatrical, but maybe it was kind of played out for anyone else. Well, watching. I think it was corny on purpose or it had like a camp to it, but like a, a casualness and like you can kind of tell that everybody showed up and they're sort of drunk. Mm, true. Have you seen Lady Gaga is a good pull for it. Well, because she's a lounge singer, I guess. And she was she's just top of mind because House of Gucci is happening right now. House of Gucci. Reviews are just very middle day. Oh, are they? Yeah. Like uh, just barely fresh on RT. Oh, I thought they were saying like Lady Gaga is a revelation. I'm hearing both things. I'm hearing she's likely to get nominated because she does a voice and also the voice is bad. Okay. And like maybe she and she is a good actor as well, right. but like some people say it sounds more like Transylvania than Italy. Is it the lot like Yeah, she's really thrown herself into it. Gotcha. Yeah. And then there's also an argument, and I haven't seen this movie, I'd like to, but there's an argument that the movie is absolutely self-aware of the ridiculousness of it and right. that it's not going for grounded. It's supposed to be absurd. Right. Wow. Um yeah, I'm not not really excited to see House of Gucci. Interesting. It looks so bizarre and interesting. Like, oh, maybe, I, maybe I would then if if it looks bizarre and interesting. I just maybe I'm just basing it off the name alone. Yeah, I mean, like you're the one who watched all of the assassination of Gianni Versace. It's true, and that was just okay. That was <laughs> well, a slow I know, time. but I mean, the only reason to compare the two is that they're both like fa- Italian fashion moguls in the '90s who had you know a murder plot put against them. True. So there is some commonality, but I think the storytelling is very different. And I also, as I understand, it's best to go into this thing blind. Like if you don't know a lot about Gucci, don't look it up. Try not to and just get a load of this. Right. At the yeah. end of they go, Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's uh the girl from from Kayla it, from, from Eighth Grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. Hey, he um is now a Grammy nominee. Is he? So he's an Emmy winner and he's a Grammy nominee. So he's got the egg. Well, almost. He'll get that. Is it best comedy? It's best album? comedy album. He's not a he's not a shoe in because he's up against Chappelle, who wins every uh, year. Although Chappelle is complicated right now. Yeah. Um, and Louis C.K. is also in the category. They're not going to give what? it to him. Yeah. There's a whole discussion. He had a, a special. Yeah. There's a whole discussion about who about eligibility based on like your your uh, your public reputation. Yeah. So both Louis C.K. And certainly to a lesser extent, Dave Chappelle and also Marilyn Manson, all nominated for Grammys this week. Wow. And the Grammy Commission was basically like, look, like if if people aren't like convicted of crimes, we can't say they aren't nominated. Like this is just how it goes. I don't even know if I necessarily agree with that. Right. Um, But uh, they're also like the same people who would invite like Chris Brown to perform at the, totally. at the award show where Rihanna's nominated. Totally. Like, and so I don't know that they, <laughs> they have would, the ethics. They would get Chris Brown to give the award to Rihanna. Look, I don't think Louis C.K. or Marilyn Manson are going to... Marilyn Manson, by the way, nominated for Best Rap Song. What? Because of Kanye. They're co-nominees. What song? For the one that they did on, on Donda. I don't even know what... You what, remember Marilyn Manson being part of the Donda discussion. I, I do, but I remember being at a live show, but I didn't know that he was actually... No, like, he's on the record. One of the crunchy guitar ones. Whoa, yeah. crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, I still like Donda, by the way. Yeah. It uh, kind of blew away with the wind, It really though. did. Nobody's talking about it, it anymore. It for sure did. Um, yeah, what... SNL this week? Did you watch it? I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I thought SNL in general this year is very good. Yeah. I think we've said that before. I thought SEMO was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think he was him. good. Yeah, if the episode was like a little lackluster for me, it, it wasn't his fault. Right, 
The digital um, short was good with him and Bo and Yang. Oh God, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. That was good. And then another music video from Pete. Yes. Wa- walking in Staten. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. What do you make of the whole uh, Pete and Kim situation? Man, what a what a world. But it's like you almost could have called it. There's not a part of me that thinks that this is real. Yeah. It's definitely a publicity stunt. So how does how does Pete keep getting... It seems like these things continue to be like maybe publicity stunts that Pete isn't aware of. No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I think he's aware of it. He's just like, whatever. And by the way, I don't know that the Ariana Grande one was a publicity stunt. Like, I think that was real to her, too. They were just both young and stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that started something about his cultural iconoclast, I think. And I think, to their credit, the Kardashians are pretty good at recognizing who people are to the world Mm -hmm. and capitalizing on that. And I think that's what they're doing. So I think this is mutually beneficial. This is a great way for her to stay in the headlines because it's shocking. Right. And I'm sure that's all it is. Maybe Pete Davidson's like the new Jack Nicholson. I, I heard someone mention Jack Nicholson recently, how he was like, you Total know. Total Tomcat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people like like loved him. And he wasn't necessarily like a like a 10 or anything, but, <laughs> but, but he just connected with the ladies. It must suck, though, that the whole conversation around Pete Davidson's private life is like, really? Pete? I know. It sucks to see those memes. Yeah. Just let the man live. He briefly shows up in what I... I will rue ever choosing to throw on, which was the Jonas Brothers family roast. Oh, yeah. I saw that posted this week, and I wondered what it might be. Dude, it sucks. Uh, It's so... And I'm somebody who actually likes the Comedy Central roast. Yeah. This is the Netflix version. Right. And it's just... It just reeks of the Jonas Brothers wanting to be grownups. Yeah. Which they are. And is it, is it, does it push the envelope at all, or is it very, like, I mean, it's, it's R-rated, but it's, it's way more gun shy than comedy central right and so it it's hosted by keenan who we, we don't really think of as a stand-up no and so eh, they do like a little sketch at the beginning where they're brothers and they all have a kind of role where like joe's the stoner and nick is the pretty one but maybe he's dumb and kevin's lame <laughs> um and by the way, I've just never... I did watch the Jonas Brothers documentary a few years ago. Okay. I watched that all the way through, and I re- it really stayed with me how the jokes about Kevin genuinely hurt his feelings. Oh. I never forgot that. And he was a good sport in the, on the roast, or at least the half that I watched last night. The first uh, bit after Keenan is Lily Singh. Do you remember Lily Singh? No. She A little late with Lily. She, she had a late night talk show for like a little while. She's oh, Canadian. Okay. She was a YouTube person first. Yeah. She was a horrid stand-up. It was, and I think oh, no. maybe she knew it. Like, she's like, what am I doing here? But she was right. trying to sell she's it. Like, Netflix paying me. It was just so bad. And then Pete does like a little gimmick from the audience. And it's not embarrassing to Pete because he's just like kind of being Pete. Yeah. But I had to turn it off from there. Rough. Yeah. Rough stuff. Um, are you watching anything else? Are you watching any other shows? No, because we're like cruising through the West Wing. We're having a hard time like finding a new show to be really glued to. It right. seems like, I don't know if we're like between modes where in the summer we had your white lotuses and mm-hmm. um, I'm watching Succession by myself. Man, let's talk about Succession. Succession has been like an absolute tour de force of a season. I think so too. Like, I think this has been unreal. At Like every episode is like a Hall of Fame episode to me. I think it's really reaching the pinnacle of like everything that they've been working toward is really like the family is consistently 
fighting for something there's always a different element at play this with the the picking the presidents i don't know why uh, like i totally bought it well like i should be more skeptical of, like this would never happen but i'm not i'm like no oh, i man. think the show it knows that you're cynical you're watching this show so you're cynical enough about the world that right. you buy that on some level some version of this does happen yes maybe to a lesser extent yeah but like powerful media mogul essentially gets to hand pick right. who the president is and the, all, the whole voting charade is just a, a smoke and mirrors. So was I the only one, the, the number one thing I want to talk about, besides like Tom having a, an amazing episode? Yes. Can I just interject to say yeah, that I, I, I'm more sure than ever that Succession is the story of Tom Wanskans and, and his, his succession. For sure, this is, he is going to claim the Game of Thrones. Oh. And... Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I, I think I think that this is uh, Tom becoming Shiv yeah. and Greg becoming Tom. I think that, yeah, that very well could be it. And I'm loving the Greg becoming Tom thing. Yeah. I, I'm almost wondering if it's supposed to be about Greg becoming like useless, like getting his fortune taken away mm. um, and then become like Walter Whiting and just breaking bad and being like a real. Well, like the fact that it kind of like showed him just kind of like walking around the room while they were having the discussion and it ended with like i don't uh my my thought is that you <laughs> should not, say for my country yeah for my uh, i don't <laughs> think we should make connor president and he just kind of walks away i love the connor wants to be president arc i've loved that for a whole season it's, now. it's been yeah. very funny and yeah. his whole like when when the president isn't going to uh isn't going to run again and he's like yes and everyone's like you idiot like, you could just slip it into conversation as much as possible that connor roy was interested in politics from a very young age right. that would be great yeah um and kendall is like kendall is in many ways this the nucleus of the show but he's he's gone so crazy this season that it's really going to be hard to reel him in and so i'm nervous that we're going to have to like I mean, this guy's not going to want to leave the show, but, but like, is he going to have to jump off a bridge at some point? It's not the first time he's gone crazy, though. Like, he went down such a well in the first two seasons. Like a drug he? well. Yeah. And he also planned a, mu a mutiny on his dad before, but right. that kind of went away. Yeah. No, this is as, as crazy as he's gone. Like, at the shareholders meeting, when he walks out on stage and he's just talking to the mic, oh, yeah. I was, like, biting my knuckles. Right. It was horrible. We didn't talk about the Nirvana song either. Like, that was from a few weeks ago. When, yeah, jog my memory. When Shiv's giving the the address, and Kendall has all the speakers oh, placed around, yeah. <laughs> and starts playing "Rate Me" by Nirvana, yeah. and it's oh just so drawn out. Uh, Shiv's just living in the awkwardness. The show also, like, what is Shiv? Shiv is clearly going to branch out. I almost thought she was going to turn around before taking that picture with the family because mm. everyone's just twisting the knife on her so <laughs> badly right now. It's really good timing for her to have an ethical crisis because we were kind of on the climb of her being the only person who could kill in this family who yeah. could actually be her dad. Right. And it's going to get in the way. And it's and because she has been unkind to her husband mm. and it's it's important to show that other side of her. Yeah. That she really hates this guy, who, by the way, is horrible. That the guy they picked. Yeah, she, she, I know. <clears throat> she's clearly like the only one that understands the ins and outs. Like she's actually talking about like, like policy and how yeah. things will work, and like she's the, not delusional. The like board the and like share meetings yeah. and like how things. Yeah, and everyone else does not get it. No. Um, but I'm loving the show. No, I know. I think I told you that I heard. Brian Cox say that he believes that Shiv is Logan's favorite child. And I just don't think that's true. 
I think that maybe was true, but I think Kendall is his favorite child and that's why it hurts. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I do love that. But I, I think they've all said that like everyone else was the favorite. Well, that's the beauty of the show. That's the beauty of the show. That's the remarkable beauty of the show. But I think he really appreciated Greg's like stepping up too. Well, and I can't figure out if the attention he's giving Tom now is genuine or if he's playing some mind game because there's this whole thing about Tom's definitely going to prison. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's true. I think it probably isn't, but, uh, is he just being nice to Tom because Tom's falling on the sword or is he actually kind of warming up to Tom and going to say his ass last minute? Yeah. It seemed like when he said, thank you, Tom, like he actually meant it right about like, Hey, I'll take the fall for you here. I watched uh, tick, tick, boom, Oh, what did you think? I loved it, man. Nice. I really did. Now, granted, it was more up my alley than most things could be. Sure. Really big time. About the creator of Rent? Yeah. Do you know the whole story there? Not at all. It's really interesting. I actually saw like a little black box version of Tick, Tick, Boom about a decade ago by Sullivan's Pond, the little theater over there. Oh, so it's like an existing play. It's the musical he wrote before Rent. Oh, interesting. So it's not about him writing... It is kind of okay. about that. It's an autobiographical rock monologue about being a struggling artist who wants to be the next big thing in musical theater okay. and being poor and living with your friends in, in New York City. And it's like, there's a little bit of a cliche vibe to it, but mm-hmm. I've never been like a fan of Rent just because it is a bit of a, a hacky thing. Right. But the story of this guy who created it is really interesting, who was like right around our age yep. and believed he had greatness in him and also believed that time was running out. Right. Just and that's what the tick tick boom thing is. He just right. has this like weird hunch about the universe that he's not gonna have enough time to get it done. And so he's like really fixated on like his masterpiece. And what's really crazy is he on the night that rent was gonna open off Broadway, he just suddenly died of an aneurysm. Oh my god. What? It's not a spoiler because they tell you that in the start of the movie. Yeah. The movie Tick Tick Boom is really not about his death at all. It's about his life. But like it does kind of take away some of the triumph of Tick Tick Boom because it's really marred with the tragedy of the day all of his dreams were gonna come true. He just didn't wake up. Oh my god. That's horrific. Yeah. Do you think that's almost like a stress thing? <laughs> like he was so riled up. I don't know if it's like a cosmic thing. They say that it was undiagnosed Marfan syndrome and that if the doctors had said, oh, this is what you got, he'd still be alive today. Whoa. But that like basically his, look that up. his insides just strangled themselves and uh, then he, you know, posthumously won a Pulitzer Prize and every possible Tony. No way. Yeah. Wow. But like the story. songs in Tick, Tick, Boom are really good and like Andrew Garfield is physically really good and emotionally really good vocally really good and and you know how i feel about lynn but this is his theatrical uh uh his directorial debut rather Mm -hmm. and obviously he's better you know behind the scenes as a creator and i think that he showed a talent here relax sweets you're in a place where you don't have to pretend like you like uh hamilton as the the line in succession. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I like I, Hamilton. I, I do like Hamilton. I actually did. Oh, sure you do, Tom. Sure, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't pretend to anybody about my feelings about Hamilton, as you know. No, you're you're an open book there. Anyway, I would I would actually check out Tick, Tick, Boom. If you like musicals, which yeah. you kind of do, I, I, I think that it was really nice and uplifting, but not without this kind of dark shadow that yeah. you can't, can't really shake. 
Whoa, dark yeah. musical. Hmm. No, like, the the songs are are very traditional musical. They, okay. They're like very. They sound like kind of quintessential our generation musical theater songs because they're from the guy who wrote Rent. Right. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. But that it's not a movie about Rent. It's not a movie about his death. It's really just a really nice, uplifting kind of thing. About just a, him, but a cool artist making it. Yeah. Or trying to make it. I was excited to see that. Oh, I wanted to call up a couple of. Uh, uh, show show boners I made last week. Oh, uh-oh. when I said, speaking of the Coen brothers, I watched There Will Be Blood. What am I talking about? That's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I did. Oh yeah, I did the classic reverso you... though with with No Country for Old Men. That's, that's, exa- that's why it was in my and head. And that's where I thought you were going with it. But then when you said There Will Be Blood, my mm-hmm. mind went to a totally different place because I remember that exact sentence. We all do that though. Everybody, yeah. whether you've seen the movies or not, everybody knows those two movies exist in some kind of spiritual sisterhood. Yeah, and they were both nominated in the same year. They were both filmed five miles apart in Texas at the same time. Yeah, you could see the smoke cannon from the There Will Be Blood set on set at No Country for Old Men, and they had to shut down for the day. Wow. Anyway, one is Coen Brothers, one is PTA, and I got them kind of confused. And I also uh, referred to the Paul Rudd show, um, Living With Yourself, as Afterlife, and it's called Living With Yourself. Oh, that's weird, because I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah, I know. Well, that show wasn't actually ultimately not that memorable. No, but I finished it. Did you? Yeah, Yeah. I did. Yeah. And it was kind of dark and kind of cool, but there's absolutely no discussion about carrying it on. And I I, I don't think I would watch another season of it. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I was done with it when it started. It was one of those things I really felt the onus to finish it through. I don't remember how it finishes. Like, does he get a new lease on life and kill his happier... uh, uh, no, I, I think it kind of, it ends with like all three of them, like the wife finding out about both of them. Oh, okay. Maybe at like this and them like all having to live together. Right. I think that's kind of where it oh, made that's it look not like a good it was ending. going. Yeah. I don't, uh, or does she clone too? Something weird. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe they build him a wife and but, then they're just two couples. Yeah. Clearly I don't remember it that well. So. Are you watching anything else this week? Um, I thought I, I feel like it's really just kind of, yeah, explained and, uh, succession and I haven't watched Curb yet. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, oh, Foundation finished. You, you've kept watching Foundation. Foundation's a good show. Good for you. Like That's it's, good. it's a straight up good show. No buzz. I thought the special effects in Foundation are like. 100 times better than they are in wheel of time wheel of time wheel of time i found so cheesy anyways we'll talk about that me too okay we'll talk about it oh yeah i was like is this just too 4k is it so 4k that it looks bad you know how some like times you see 4k faces or 4k motion it looked like it was filmed at shuby park yeah it was like what's happening what is this like medieval like but also kind of pbs quality to the woods particularly like the daylight woodland scenes right i'm like this looks like hatfield farms it's like if yeah if if we were putting on a production of lord of the rings in our backyards i mean the whole thing was just rife with lord of the rings uh ripoffs totally are we doing this now right down to the leather headband uh yeah. i don't know should we do it now where are we at well we can stick a pin in it but i don't okay. have a whole lot more okay let's go through 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 the stuff the thing i'm excited about right now is the beatles documentary so yeah. part one of three came out today oh part one is two and a half hours long oh wow i, yeah. I love that yeah me too because i that will be a jen's in bed and it's 10 o'clock on a saturday night mm-hmm. and i need something to watch yeah while i drink a glass of wine and that is a for sure go to. 
it just looks sensational and i'm not a big fan i think you're more of a fan of rock documentaries than i am okay i thought you were gonna say i think you're more of a fan of the beatles than i am and i was like i find that hard to believe well and also like why do you want to put on the record that you're not a fan of the beatles right yeah (laughs) no no i like the beatles fine but like i don't i'm not really attached to any particular rock documentary right and maybe i won't be that into this one either history of the eagles part one i mean don't knock till you try we have all seen the history of the eagles though in some strange way right like i have seen it and there's no reason i should have put it on but i have seen it and it's memorably good yes (laughs) the the part one is so good you're absolutely right so what's magical about the beatles get back on disney plus is that it's just this remarkably preserved footage of the most heavily chronicled musical entity of all time mm-hmm. for half a century locked in a box and then peter jackson turns it turns it into what i guess is going to be like a 10-hour movie right and it completely bucks the myth that the beatles couldn't get along by the end of things right because the trailers at least make it look like there's a whole lot of love and joy in that studio there yeah and what i'm really not ready to to reckon with because we're really seeing them remastered in a clarity that we've never seen before i'm not ready to contextualize exactly how young the beatles were right which is like 27 this is the oldest the beatles ever were and yeah. it's they're all younger than us Ugh. and john is like gangly and because his metabolism's high because he's a child <laughs> yeah <laughs> man he's lived a full life yeah at 28 mm-hmm. that's so wild um and I heard that they do, like, I think they show, like, the full rooftop concert. I think so. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm really pumped about that. I'm, I'm really psyched about it. In you general. and I. Maybe yeah. we should do, like, a five-part series on that. <laughs> do we need more content? Yeah. Um, the other thing that came out on Disney Plus is the Hawkeye thing. Didn't that start today? I guess we should do that next week, hey? I think we should. Okay. Yeah. All of a sudden, my YouTube algorithm is like, you like Hawkeye, right? And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> I'm not a big Hawkeye. Guy. No, I'm really not. And and but I don't I, I don't want to say that it came in quietly because it's making a big splash. But I had no idea it was coming. Right. Because I'm really disconnected from the MCU now. They they show a lot of uh, like if you're watching a sports game or something, a mm-hmm. sports game. If you're you know, like a sports game, watching an athletic event. Uh, there are a lot of ads for Hawkeye, and it's like very Christmas driven. It's clearly like leading up to Christmas. Where like not not Christmas so much as spider-man no way home which is the christmas thing they're bridging the gap to what could be the movie event of the year oh i see i see but it seems like it's it's taking place between like thanksgiving day and like christmas day right the whole lead up is happening do you know any of the chatter about the spider-verse as it exists right now no where where are we in the spider-verse so the trailer came out uh like a bigger version of the trailer came out maybe a 10 days ago or a week and a half ago um and that was very cool because it, it seems to all but confirm the rumors, which is that uh, Garfield and Maguire are going to appear in this movie. Okay. Now, I'm a little bit concerned that because we've been hot on this trail for a long time as the result of leaks, people are going to be disappointed when this is not like a three-hander. And in fact, Tobey Maguire is only in it for like 45 seconds. If I he's think in it like at all. A very real possibility. I think he's in it. He's you been seen he on set. Oh, and interesting. Why would he have been there otherwise? Right. Uh, and there's also some weird moments in the trailer where you can like, if you know what to look for, you can see where stuff has been edited out of the trailer. Oh. And we do know that uh, Jamie Foxx's villain from Amazing Spider-Man 2 is in this movie. Okay. We know that uh, Dr. Octavius from yeah. Spider-Man 2 is in this movie. And we know also that the original Green Goblin is in this movie in like his form as we know him as performed by Willem Dafoe. 
what's interesting, and my my brother Ross told me about this theory, is that the real uh, uh, Deke might in fact be that the helmet comes off and it's not Willem Dafoe, it's Tony Stark. Oh. Because we've opened the time portal and anything could happen. And also, if but you specifically Tony Stark, well, if you look at the numbers, aren't Oscorp and Stark Industries kind of the same thing? Like, wouldn't there be a universe in the MCU where Stark did become the Green Goblin because he had access to the glider? Mm, yeah. And so I think that's the idea there. He's like, mm, yeah, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. So I think that that obviously could be very cool. Yeah. Wow. Does, will Deadpool ever show up in any of these? Uh... It's supposed to happen, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, That came out wrong. <laughs> you only have one line for each of these guys? Yeah, that <laughs> came out wrong. That's not going to work for me. Give me another one. Give me a character. Uh, can you do uh, Chris Hemsworth? I knew you were going to give me that. I figured it was going to be like, uh, big guy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. I really heard it in there. You okay. saw it in me. Can you I do Paul it. Rudd? Oh, that's a tougher one. I'd, I'd do a better like Michael Pena <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> recapping, you maybe recapping you... all of it. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not going to lean too you, heavy into that. You think about Paul Rudd and come back to us. I'm going to. Next okay. week I'll have something for you. There's a cool moment in the trailer, this new Spider-Man trailer, where uh, Zendaya is falling mm. in a very Spider-Man uh, damsel in distress tradition. Mm-hmm. And the belief is that the web that catches her will not be Tom Holland. It'll be Andrew Garfield in a redemptive, I never saved Gwen Stacy moment. Right. And, and that'll we, be his burst onto the screen. And are we going to see Miles Morales at all? Is that, are they going to? I mean, it would be really crazy if they could bring in into the Spider-Verse characters. Yeah. That'd be wild. I kind of think they will. I, I kind of think that's. Why part, not at this point? That's part of why I think everything started going going this way a little bit. Yeah. They certainly leaned into that. Well, I don't know. To tie it all together with a Spider-Man, it just screams Spider-Verse. They've kind of been dancing around it a little bit already. Like the end of the last Spider-Man movie had uh, J.K. Simmons back as J. Jonah. And so right. that's curious. And right. obviously there was some weird like cross-universal stuff in WandaVision. Yep. I mean, they're heading for a real can of worms. And mm-hmm. it's not that I don't have faith in them, but like I wouldn't want to be in charge of that bus because that sounds and, complex. And you haven't watched Eternals yet. I don't know that I ever will. No, but no. people people are wondering if that was supposed to kind of be tied in yeah, maybe. all together as well. I'm I still haven't watched Black Widow, which I can watch for free on Disney Plus yeah, anytime. It's not bad. Haven't watched it. Yeah, I'm sure it isn't bad. It's like uh, I actually liked it a lot more because it had less of the. It was one of those Marvel movies with a lot less of the CGI. Right. Where it's like, yeah, it's a spy like, movie. We're flying in the air. That's you what know, people liked about uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's just really far removed from that yeah. ilk of films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. Anyway. Well, okay. How about I recap Wheel of Time since we've already kind of like cracked the egg? Yeah, let's do it. Can you put me on the clock? I'm glad to see that we're in the same place, although I've continued my bad habit of being like, no, we really should do a show show about this show, and then we watch it and we both hate ourselves. <laughs> I mean, it... I'd never hold that against you, by the way. I, I often it. forget who even brings up the show. Okay, all right. All right. I'm not going to do a good job of this, by the way, because I was bored to tears. I'd put the subtitles on so I could try to follow along with okay. it, and I still really couldn't. Right. Okay, we're going to cap recap Wheel of Time, or as I was calling it, the the clock with the... The, <laughs> the golden the, compass. The golden, yeah. <laughs> In three, two, one.
Go. There's this sleepy little mountain village in a medieval, I don't know, uh, netherworld. And a black hat in the form of Rosamund Pike uh, rides into town and she isolates these five young uh, adults. And she's like, one of you is the reincarnation of evil that once destroyed the world and you're going to do it again. And I'm here to figure out who it's going to be. And the episode goes for a very long time without anything happening. We kind of get to meet all the young people. Mm -hmm. And then a legion mm -hmm. of like orcs uh, yeah. like storm in. They're like goat monsters. Truckles or something. And they like, like, I don't know, like 50 of them raid into town yeah. and murder half the town. Yeah. And that's when Rosamund Pike's like, this is the deal. Let's bail. Yeah. And and they look out of the mountain and there's like three of a hundred more of them are coming. We should probably uh, figure out a plan. They're all coming. Let's go. But just us probably don't warm. The Is that the story? Did I basically get the gist of it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I didn't really like even understand at the beginning. It's just like, I don't think they did a good job of it's rare that I'll say like, I don't think they get, did a good job of explaining stuff. <laughs> like They didn't. It kind of starts out and they're like, men are evil in the future. Kind of. But then there's other, so it shows like a, a crew of women chasing this like one man who's yeah. like gone mad or something and they kill that man. And then they like, it like quickly pans to like two other men walking in the woods and then they go to a bar and it's like everyone's well, living there. And by the way, it opens it in exactly the same fashion as the Fellowship of the Ring. And so immediately I'm like, oh, this is when Kate Blanchett tells us the backstory of all the rings right, forged yeah. by the... And, and they even look similar. Well, and like that's the one of the best things in any movie ever. With yeah. the start of the Fellowship of the right. Ring, it's a freaking amazing eight minute thing. Yep. And this is a total rip off of that. Yep. And so I'm unsurprised to learn that even when the Wheel of Time novel series came out, it was compared to Tolkien, although favorably, because there had been a lot of books written kind of to capitalize on the excitement of right. that, and people generally were like, "Well, this is." Not as derivative. It's like evocative of, of the Tolkien energy, but it's its own thing. And I don't think the show captures that. It feels to me very much like a ripoff of sometimes Lord of the Rings and sometimes Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. And and in neither in a really good way. Like Game of no. Thrones also just looked impressive. Game of Thrones is 20 years older and looks way more expensive. Yeah. Like we were talking about the, like when she's conjuring Mm. And there's all of these like ribbons up in the sky. Yeah. It little, just little looked smoke ribbons. Yeah. yeah. It just looked so bad. Like it looked like when you sometimes turn to the, the sci-fi channel. Yep. And it's like a sci-fi channel movie. That's the thing. It had like a, I think I said PBS before it had yeah. like a real kind of like Star Trek episodic yeah. vibe. And if Amazon is investing in these like big genre properties, right? It, like Lord of the Rings. Well, exactly. And I, I know Lord of the Rings is going to be the most expensive TV show ever made. But like, I don't know if this is Amazon's approach. It's not very encouraging. Although, no. why would they want both? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, why why did they put this show up? Maybe they were just like, we'll have to release that before Lord of the Rings because it's going to be dog shit. Right. I, I really thought it, it was. And I'm kind of surprised Ro like Rosamund <clears throat> Pike like signed up for this. Why? Honestly, like this is like, uh, I know that she's not a big time movie star and then she makes two films a year and she's yeah. she's not like talked about but she can do important work and this mm -hmm. seems like it's going to take way too much of her time yeah yeah definitely doesn't seem like she would see the script and go like i love this well this and to your me. point about it being confusing the show itself doesn't seem 
welcoming to a new audience. So I can no. see that if you read 14 of these books and there's 14 of them and you already know the world and you want to see how it's adapted, like you might be able to uh, assimilate into the visuals much more easily. Right. But it's, I can't imagine somebody like us not knowing the Wheel of Time already being from this first episode being like, oh, okay, I'm in. And then just being like, hey, so you're going to be a wisdom, right? Like they basically had to have that whole orc scene in order for everything to for you to be like at least something happened in that show i mean i was it was 34 minutes in i know yeah. because i checked when finally somebody got an axe through their chest right and i was like 34 minutes of just people whispering yeah and then and then 11 minutes of an action sequence like the the right. brutal it went on for way too long yes and then it's too much of that yeah it's like give us keep us wanting something they didn't know how to allocate their budget because i at, at first, it was obviously they like built this little village and like that must have cost them a lot of money. But otherwise, it's just like a brook and some trees that they were right. able to find in Prague. Yeah. And again, like I think they're like, well, we have a hundred million dollars. Let's spend it all on an 11 minute orc sequence. Right. And I was just bored in both ways. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like kind of like there are orcs that remind me of uh, what's that? What's that movie with uh Dan Aykroyd and uh, Tom Hanks. Oh, uh, oh, the 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 Burbs. No, no, it's uh, it's they're, they're both Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Yeah, they're both cops. It's not the Blues Brothers. I Turner and Hooch. Mm, no, I forget what it's called, but they basically play Dan like, Aykroyd's and Turner and Hooch. No, but there's no dog. Okay. I'm going to have to come back to you on that because now I'm wondering if... You might be conflating things. I think I am. Yeah. Anyways, I, I remember they're like kind of fighting like... A, it's like an old school... It's like a 50s like show that they turned into a movie in the 80s. Oh. And they play two cops. Okay. I believe you. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. too specific for me to be that far off on that, it. No, I never made made it to that in my, my journey through Tom Hanks movies, which is eternally on pause. It, you say are on TV like a decent amount for some reason, but yeah. there was definitely like a demonic, like culty thing. And I'm pretty sure there was oh. like a beast that they were like trying to like solve the crime of this cult. And did you find also that the brutality of that scene was like edited in a really chaotic way that yeah. probably like got them off the hook for having to show actual effects. Like they were constantly like flailing the camera around so that you wouldn't actually see stuff get obliterated. Yeah. And it could just be like, it was just, a, it seemed like an 11 minute camera trick. Yeah, which wasn't a good camera trick. No, it, it wasn't didn't like fool done us. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even thought like when the lightning struck the tree, it's like oh, that was like just, just the whole thing talk. with like the candles and the paper lanterns, and she's like controlling the elements, but for some reason none of the candles are blowing out. Right. Becky was really distracted by how many, how big the beeswax candles were, <laughs> when there would be no bees in the mountains. Mm, fair, fair take. <laughs> which there. is such an interesting. <laughs> I just started thinking about like, oh man, we should do that at like a local lake. And then I just like st stopped paying attention and started going into a daydream about like, could we <laughs> do this at like lanterns. Sullivan's Pond? That's have so these sweet. like little boats <laughs> out there. That would look really cool at night. Uh, and also the the young people in it, like we're talking about Rosamund Pike because she's the only famous person in it. But yeah. the five youngish people and they're like their 20s or something, mm -hmm. like not a trace of charisma, at yeah. least shown in, in this. Now. Um, one of them is like your a poor man's Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Which is a bad poor man's. Oh, very poor. Well, the poor Hayden Christensen's himself is not like a rich man. Right. Yeah. 
The poor man's Hayden Christensen. Um, so do you give it your ass? Yeah. No. <laughs> hard, hard ass <laughs> on that one. Yeah, no, I think we're both going to go ahead and pass on Wheel of Time. I was really glad to uh, for it to be my turn to get to pick which show to recap this week. Yes. Because I knew I couldn't recap either one. <laughs> okay. So you went with... And so I was glad to be able to just like read one synopsis. Sure. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I figured I could ramble about the idea of a prophecy for 30 seconds. I think I can do Cowboy <clears throat> Bebop. You think you can do... Okay. Maybe I'll have some struggle with it. All right. In a way, these shows are exactly the same. Yeah. And in another way, they're nothing alike. But uh, you recap the first episode of Cowboy Bebop, which is supposed to be the flavor of the minute. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. So John Cho plays basically a bounty hunter with his crew of ne'er-do-wells. They begin in a casino where they're taken in a perp. Uh, They end up finding out about a um, mark basically on New Tijuana through one of the guys like villain ex-husbands or ex-wives husband anyways Mm. i'm getting caught on that (laughs) in any case they go to new tijuana when they're in new tijuana they meet this mark who's taking this basically eye intravenous drug i'm well aware that i'm going over okay but but i but you went over too and just kept oh i never even pay attention to the time anymore (laughs) oh okay cool um so then they uh the this like eye drug that the guy takes makes him like kind of superhuman mm. and there's multiple fight scenes he takes down like an entire bar of these agents that are clearly looking for him and uh he's married to or he, he's with a princess who seems to love him they find out about the princess and right. there's another bounty hunter that they kind of intercept and take prisoner but she also helps them when they come face to face with them again valentine valentine yeah and uh and then valentine and her bow end up taking off flying into the uh the abyss the, the outer space it's like wheel of time in that it is insanely violent and it's based mm-hmm. on like an existing property it's an yeah. adaptation of a, a graphic novel which i guess is very popular yep um it's also like wheel of time in that i was bored to tears the whole time it was uh, kind of hard to pay attention to really, also really like hard to pay attention I, to, yeah. I, I was um and i was trying i was like is this a me thing Am it I, had an enthusiasm have... that wheel of time didn't have like yeah. it does have it seems to think that it's the guardians of the galaxy yeah you're right that's that's a good comp for sure i and i i was trying to to buy it as that more than right. i was for um you know wheel of time wheel of time uh, by the end of it i was like no chance cowboy bebop i thought it this could have legs maybe this could have legs it's I, it, c- certainly got a vibe to it i've been hearing about it for months i've been like trying oh, yeah. to watch for it to show up at some point because there's been like hype about it um, so much hype but it's it's like anime hype it is so i think you got to take anime hype with like a different grain of salt if you're not like an anime person mm-hmm. then this stuff's just not really gonna resonate as much with you and as soon as it opens like immediately it's incredibly violent. Like right away, I know like, oh, this is already going to like stress me out. Yeah. And it, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, 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 is a backwards compliment about the show is that I can't figure out why John Cho's not a bigger celebrity. Why he's not more famous. He's great. He's like, he is, he is Man, a movie star. He is so, so ripped in this. Yeah, I know. Oh my I'm God. like, John Cho took, he, he understood the assignment. And his suit is cool. He's got wearing this Do like, you cool think so? futuristic suit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it must have just been exactly what the character. In I mean, look, show. I wouldn't wear it, but he's in the future, yeah, and like, he looks, it looks good on. You him. liked it. I just kept thinking, like, what a strange choice to make. 
I just can't figure out why he's not a bigger star. Like yeah. he was in like the most famous stoner comedy of a generation. Yep. And then it just, he kind of went away. Was he on like a procedural TV drama for a while? Well, he was in Star Trek. Oh, okay. Like he was. Oh, uh, right. Yes. He was in the JJ Abrams Star Trek. So I would yeah. say that was like his other things, but, but yeah, you're right. He hasn't been in a lot of big things and he should be. Yeah. I think he was in American Pie, wasn't he? Oh, I don't know. Like, no, just the, the, the old pull. Just the Harold and Kumar movies, I think. Yeah. Speaking of those, uh, Cal Penn just came out. Uh, he is in a long-term relationship with a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read that, uh, which is apparently like the biggest news for the Indian community. Apparently, they're just like... You mean they're psyched about it? Yeah. I think... Well, I think like the queer Indian community is for really sure, psyched yeah. about it. Yeah. I always liked him. I always, I, I think that he could be a big star too, but I think I've actually seen him in more stuff than John Cho. And yeah. for some unexplainable reason. Yeah, the, and to be fair, they're both kind of like the same ilk where they can, they're both kind of serious actors that could do other stuff. Yeah, no, I know. So anyway, he, he was charismatic, but I didn't find that he could save the show, which otherwise just I found a little complicated again, trying to introduce me to a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's stressfully violent. Right. Yeah. Yeah, John Cho could be like a Jack Ryan or something. Oh, that's an interesting twist. You know, like, I just think he could play, like, any main character like that. I wonder if Jack Ryan is still the right vehicle for John Krasinski. Well, probably not. I think it's, like, a, a nice, like, side vehicle. I think not. he's un- working on, like, Quiet Place. Not unlike. Yeah, but, like, Quiet Place is what, like, makes him an auteur. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, buddies with Clooney and Damon. Yeah. But he's also, like, Jack Ryan. And mm-hmm. so I think, like, not unlike Yellowstone, there's a shocking number of eyeballs on Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan's not bad. I don't think it's bad, but it's not mm. talked about. It's not cool. Yeah. It's probably not cool. But watching it's actually kind of cool. I believe you. It's kind of gratifying. I believe you, but it's just strange to me that there's not more of an effort to make him a Captain America type person. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to do another uh, We Built a Zoo. We <laughs> bought no, a zoo? He has nothing to do with that. That was Matt Damon. Oh, <laughs> so he didn't direct it? <clears throat> no. Ah. No. He co-wrote a movie called Promised Land with Matt Damon. Right. And he was in Leatherheads. Yes. With Clooney? Correct. Which was directed by Clooney. Did Clooney direct Leatherheads? I don't know. Maybe. I think he did. Uh, okay. <laughs> I sure. don't care. Sure, we can settle on that. <laughs> I don't care I that much. I never actually watched any of those movies, I don't think. I definitely saw Promised Land. It's like an enviro drama. Oh, one of those ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's from that genre. Yeah. That very specific genre. Yeah. Anything else to say about Cowboy Bebop? Uh, no, it's, you kind of, when you see the characters that you're must, you're like, oh, that villain must be scary in the mm. original thing. Yeah. And I, they must really be trying for that here. Does and it have a Watchmen quality to it as well? Or is it too, uh, tongue in cheek? Um, I just think like Watchmen was so much larger. Maybe I just think that because it was a graphic novel. Like the stakes were higher. Well, how about this? If it's a little Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. does the violent come? The violence come from a want to be more like Kill Bill, which has a tongue in cheek. I had some, I had some Kill Bill vibes yeah. while watching this, which is probably why I liked it a little bit more than you did. Like I like Kill Bill. Yeah. Okay. Nice. The but f- that's because I like good things, and I didn't think this was right. good. Like the first scene, I was like, "All right, we're." This is kind of something. And then 
I don't know. They brought out that disruptor thing and kind of took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's like I said before, I think I'm just a prude. I think that like my, my radar for quality is really disrupted by the fact that I'm very turned off by certain Mm -hmm. elements. Well, and I think part of it too is like they, they did a very good job of like keeping it kind of, um, kind of like sixties esque with the sort of like big band jazz kind of like, vibe sure the whole time i like the opening credits too similar do you remember yeah. that there was like a weird kind of like old school tradition like that, pulp serialized tv thing totally that was very cool but i but it's just not something that i would typically go for no so it didn't really like you know i don't know what it what it would have to be for that to be like to really connect with me i can't get a good read on whether or not people are happy about it mm-hmm. i think that the reviews are very middled about wheel of time and similar to house of gucci i think there's a narrative forming for cowboy bebop which is this isn't good but it's not supposed to be good and that's what you love about it and i don't even know what to do with that information right yeah it's almost like you see things like it's good in spite of itself in a lot of ways and you're like what does that mean i want people to like things but like where does where's my spot on on that train because i don't know what to do with that yeah yeah no i i I will give it my ass because i'm i'm like optimistic about it and after i watch the beatles two and a half hour special on saturday night god knows i might put on a a bebop and see where we (laughs) see where we go well only one of four s's to give out then because i have to give uh double nose this week i mean we couldn't i couldn't uh we couldn't give it a shutout we've done it before we have done it before yeah we've gotten real cranky before you're right but there's just so much so much put into cowboy bebop that at the end of the day i'm like well, based on that pilot, like there's got to be something. We gave four S's last week to dope, dope Sick and Shrink Next Door. We did. I haven't watched any more of either one, though. No, neither have I. No. So maybe those S's won't won't age. No, incredibly a- S's well. are carved in stone. You can't retract your S's. But I heard someone else say that Dope Sick um, is a version of like doing a responsible thing with TV. Oh. That like that sounds like a bummer. Well, I just mean in the sense that like it's doing, it's actually like like educating people about like the terrors of the Sackler family. Fine. As long as it's education, as long as it's um, entertaining, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think I don't want to watch a health class video. No, of course not. I think it's well acted. Mm. It's just one of those things where it's clearly like very sad. It was a health class video we had to show and we had to watch in high school. For some reason they made everybody in our grade, watch it in the library Oh. But in shifts, because we just had this like little TV room within our high school library. Yeah. And rather than watch it in your classroom, it was set up on like a little TV in this little library room and your class would file in and you'd, it was about the dangers of drinking and driving as a teenager. Oh, yeah. That's a rough and one. Famously a rough one. Yeah. And I knew myself even then. <sighs> and when I felt it come on, because in the video, like somebody gets thrown through a windshield or something right. really gruesome. I felt it come on and I it just got up and I left the room and I just went and sat in the library and I completely uh, sidestepped any like embarrassing moment or like, or even any kind of queasiness. I was like, I, this is exactly yeah, like, I'm just, this is my cue to leave yeah. and nobody stopped me. And then one by one, I watched like 10 people like fumble out of the room. Wow. Half conscious. Oh my God. I was so I've never forgotten how glad I was to have left when I did. <laughs> yeah. I remember I, I was watching that with, one of my friends one time, Stefan, and he uh, he was like, wait a second. Like, that's Mike. 
<laughs> like his buddy, his buddy was like acting in. in I guess video. his dad was like an RCMP officer or something, and he was like, so he was just like kind of giggling to himself throughout the rest. It of kind the of day. broke the fourth wall for him. Yeah, kind Mike, of ruined. It. Mike's like crying, being like, "My life is over." And he's like, "Man, no, Mike. it's not. I had breakfast with you yesterday." Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so funny. I don't know why that came. I guess because I said health class, and we have ten minutes left of the podcast, and I need to say something. We, we got to start talking about health class videos. Remember changes. Changes keep falling like sunshine <laughs> in the rain. Is that that specifically content? I don't remember that. Yeah, that was IP that uh, I'm was IP. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm familiar with because uh, because it, we played it in grade five and uh, and I think oh. maybe grade four too. And there was grade a bunch four is of an songs. early start. It's a super early start, yeah. isn't it? To talk about like puberty and stuff. Oh, I don't like, think we started till grade six. Yeah, that's well. That's why you lived a sheltered life, and I was <laughs> in Cole Harbor. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, you're from Colorado. Me and Sydney Crosby. That explains it. Yeah. Were you ever at any point uh, in in school at the same time, like with him? Yeah. yeah. At Astral Astral Drive Junior High, I got his. I remember my my friend Fenwick brought it up golfing this week, or not this week, this year, because uh, he was talking about how Sydney Crosby went to our junior high. He's like, and I still remember Matt stopped him like in the hallway with a piece of like loose leaf, and I was losing <laughs> my mind laughing because Matt got an autograph from him. Wait, and you I were getting like, Sidney Crosby autographs in, in elementary school? Yes. Like everyone knew that he was insanely like, ta- like he was going to go to. Oh, but that's, uh, we got to analyze that because kids don't know anything and kids' worlds are small. No, but So like, it is amazing that you were right. Yeah. Like everyone was talking about, like he he got voted in our, in our um, yearbook most likely to be a millionaire. And that was because everyone knew that like he was going the yeah. next year to be to like boarding school like and everyone knew that look i'm not i'm not contesting that you were right or that there were signs i'm just saying people are wrong all the time and sure, yeah. and a lot of schools have a great one mm-hmm. to them he is the great one right and if they had told you or if a rumor had gone around that no like the people who know what they're talking about are saying he might be the next wayne gretzky that means nothing to children because your no, world is small. I, I think because, I believe you, because but it's your just world amazing to me that you were right. Because right. that's only one school where that's right. Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe I was like the one in 1,000 where, it, you know, but everyone was... Uh, you know how people, you know, kids especially just say shit. Like if you got a, you got a kid you're in school with who's going off to hockey school next year, well, and you're like, yeah, no, I think actually he could be a... Yeah, yeah but you're nine, but so there you was don't like, know. Like CBC was like doing pieces on him at Astral too. That's still small. It's still small. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I feel like there were even NHL players like speaking on it. Like it was like, I can't can't convey enough how Steve Iserman came and he was like, no, this is the kid that like there's, there's stories of him like going to practices with these like NHL teams and stuff. Like, I don't know if there was that at your school. No, no, there probably wasn't. Yeah. But to my point, Kids, it's kids, kids every, everything stuff. is the extreme when they're kids. True. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's amazing that you were at the school where that was true. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm trying to say. I got an eye for talent is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, you're a real yeah. scout. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't believe that there's like a metric in place where they can recognize that a nine-year-old could be the next greatest hockey player. How could you even yeah. tell? Well, he was like 14 at that point, but. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a little <laughs> better, but like even still. Yeah. Still young. Yeah. Still young for sure. Mm-hmm. Sid the kid. 
Still call him that. He's always going to be Sid the Kid, which is the funniest. Uh, yeah, he'd be like, an, like a 38-year-old man. An old retiree coming back to play an old-timers game. Yeah, Sid, call him Sid the, the kid. kid Crosby. Yep. Or maybe he'll have like kidney issues and they'll call him Sidney Sid the, kidney. the Kidney. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does he have kids himself? Does he, he have Sid kids? No, he doesn't no? have Sid kids. No. Sid's kidless. Oh. I think he's a bit of a bachelor. I think he oh, might I have a girlfriend. Thought, yeah, I thought he had a long-time girlfriend. I think he does. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. Famous athletes, you know? I don't really know. Town to town. I, I don't have an eye for talent. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us. We knew he was wheeling even back then. You did know. No, I'm just joking. You really did. We had no one like that in my school. Yeah. you. Uh, who's like the most famous person ever come? Oh, didn't um, dude who's uh, like Peter North? come out of pa i don't know who that is he's a he's apparently like a porn star from like the 80s it was like oh. a, a legendary well then i didn't go to school with him no no he 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 was yeah he was like way before your time uh there was an actor named james tupper who went to my high school yes um, and there's another actor too steve uh what's his face i don't know he has been on like some hallmark movies and he was in Oh, he's the dude who was in, um, he was actually in, oh God, why am I, Shit's Creek. Oh, oh, okay. The guy with the beard, Mutt. No, not Mutt. Um, he, this guy comes in like randomly three times. He's super handsome and he hooks up with. Oh, that guy. Yeah. He, he ends right. up kind of playing both, both Stevie sides. and with, uh, yes. with David. Yes. Yeah. He went to PA. I, that does ring a bell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. That's oh, yeah. your Sidney that, Crosby. That's the same as Sidney Crosby. <laughs> no disrespect to that fellow. Yeah, he's making a, making a go of it. And he still is in those Hallmark movies as well. I did an impromptu book signing yesterday. I saw that. I actually meant to go buy a couple. So I'm going to I'm going to go to that one, I think, okay. to buy. Yeah. You don't believe me? No, I do believe you. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i sign whatever you want. That's where I'm going to shoplift all those books. <laughs> Can you please imagine? Don't, please don't do that. <laughs> Sweets, you'll never guess what I did. That's really punching down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to cross out everything that you signed and put steal this book inside. Like I have thought constantly about how bad my signature is ever since I did that. Oh, why? I kind of think the best signatures are completely illegible. And mine looks mm. like a stencil did it. It was like it's cute and dorky. You can see Colin Sweets. Well, speaking again of Sid the Kid's, uh, uh, his autograph that yeah. he gave me in grade nine, it, it's it's relatively legible, but it's stayed kind of consistent. You over still time. have it? I still have it. I think it might be a pencil on a piece of loose leaf at my parents' house. Oh, that might be amazing. Like that is yeah. that is that maybe like worth a lot of money? Us Slaneys don't throw stuff out. <laughs> why? Well, well, why would you throw that out? You have a you have a fourteen year old's Sidney Crosby's autograph. Yeah. It's his rookie autograph. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it could be worth it. I don't know how to get it authenticated or anything. I think it's just something that maybe I don't I know how you would get that authenticated. Yeah. I don't like the But my friend Fenwick was there. <laughs> they get the freaking guy from uh from Storage Wars or whatever Pawn the Stars. Pawn Stars comes in and they're like, No, you can see how this is how he held his pencil when he was fourteen. Best I can do is yeah, fifty is, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta make a profit on this. It's gonna sit on our shelves all day. It, it's worth three grand, but best I can do is fifty bucks. That was such a scumbag. <laughs> Still is. All right. Well, that's our show. Will Smith plugging a book. Oh, the trailer the teaser trailer came out for Bel Air. Oh. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh man. I wish you told me. I'm sorry. It's it's there's I not much to it. it really. It's really just like the dude who's playing Will, new uh, Will. Yeah. 
um, whose name might also be Will. I don't know. Uh, and he's just like sitting on a throne. He has to be Will. And the real Will Smith is narrating the lyrics from the theme song, but as if it's like a motivational poem. And without a trace of irony, he's saying it like quite earnestly with wow. this like deep voice. The only thing that would be better is... I was finally there to it, sit on my throne it, as the prince. And then it stops and the show is called Bel Air. Wow. Was there any like Hans Zimmer's like... <laughs> One of those West rotating hallways. <laughs> Born and raised. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. I would like to see Chris Nolan's The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm, he'd make it interesting. Yeah. He'd make it interesting. It's going to be interesting anyway. I mean, that's going to be an event for the show show when Bel Air comes You're out. You're right. It's going to be like, no one's talking about Bel Air, but like <laughs> we want to. No, people are going to talk about Bel Air. People talk about Will Smith. Mm-hmm. That's It's been a really rich area for us. That's true. We've mined a lot from Will Smith. Yeah. King Richard. King Richard watch going well. Hmm. It's looking good. Is it out yet? What does that mean? The King Richard watch is going well. I just mean like, like, like like Kaplan corner styles. Oh, we're, we're, we've got our eye yeah. on King Richard. It's the heat still on. I think People it's out. I think it's, it's doing out. like a slow release, but yeah, it's okay. out and he's getting very good reviews. Nice. Yeah. RT nine, nine kind of thing. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but it's going to be like him and Andrew Garfield in the best asker, uh, best uh, actor race. And then also Joaquin Phoenix for come on, come on. What is this? It's this movie. I think it's in black and white and it's just like a sweet thing about an uncle and a nephew. It's like a really unusual thing for Joaquin Phoenix. And apparently he's sensational in it. And the movie is very moving and and great. Why black and white? Because we're really doing that a lot right now. Yeah, we got to do it. Yeah. We got to do a black. The tragedy of Bel Air is black black and white. white? Bel Air's not. Well, not in the traditional sense. We've got uh, the... Tragedy of Macbeth is black and white, which is Joel Cohen alone for the first time. We've got Belfast, which is yeah. that that actually looks pretty good. That's in black and white. Right. Um, I told you about Passing, which was in black and white on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, we're really doing that right now. Okay, it's a hot thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's not going to age well. I don't know about that. I think it arguably uh, ages, <laughs> <very well. laughs> ages the best. Yeah. <laughs> Colors going to become uh, passe. Mm-hmm. Huh. Could happen. Everything, everything will be in black and white eventually. And um, history repeats itself. That's right. Such as with Bel Air. Such as with Bel Air, and that's why he's still mining it. And that's why you never trust Will Smith. He's taking advantage of IP. Never trust Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs>